0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Sometimes I Talk to Myself. Hi, everyone. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing fine. I just um, I'm in my favorite little spot here in Texas and sitting on the patio. Uh, So once again, if you hear wind chimes or birds chirping or people talking, that's why Uh, it's a beautiful day today. I'm in Texas, like I said, and. Uh, I just came from, like, the longest road trip of my life. Probably not the longest, but uh, because it was about 19 hours, a 19-hour drive from Florida to Texas. I was driving my car. So, excuse me. Um, Yeah, so I drove my car down, and that was, man, it was okay in the beginning, but it became... A very grueling trip, as I went on, so anyway, uh, today, I wanted to talk to you guys about an experience I had on that trip where uh, something very unusual happened. so we were in Orlando, and my daughter she lives in Tampa, and she had she had my car with her in Tampa, and she 's had it for almost a year well you know, I finally decided, okay, I need my car back. So I met up with her in Orlando, had her drive from Tampa. I flew into Orlando with my mother-in-law and we uh, met up so that I could do some clients. We could do some girl time. And then I would drop her back off in Tampa and head on down the road in my car. So I, um, my daughter's in, you know, she picks us up from the airport. We're in Orlando. We're in this hotel. And one night we were sleeping. And at about 2.30 in the morning, these uh, loud fire alarm sirens began to go off. And so, you know, we all jump out of bed. It was my daughter. We had two, two queen beds of so me and my daughter and the baby in one bed and then uh, my mother-in-law in the other bed, and so we jump up out of bed. We scramble. We're like, "I'm for me. I'm wondering. Okay, I'm thinking. All right, let's give it a second. They'll turn it off. I'm sure, because I've never been in a hotel where uh, fire alarms have gone off. And so, I'm just. I'm just kind of like looking around. Uh, you know, just for my shoes or whatever, but also feeling like it'll go off in a second. And then we'll all just jump back in the bed. Well, it doesn't go off and it is extremely loud, extremely loud. And so afterwards I opened the door to look outside and people are looking out of their doors. Nobody's moving. We don't see smoke or anything, but, um, my daughter was like, we need to get out of here, you know, basically, because she has the baby, and so, of course, you know, as a mother, that's, that's your first thought, you know, like, get my child to safety, so my little three-month-old grandbaby was there, she was very good, she didn't cry or anything, but the noise was really, like, deafening, so, um, so we get, we throw on shoes, we throw on, I had to throw my bra on, um, (laughs) and I'm like, I'm not going out here like this, (laughs) I don't want the people to see me like this. So throw my bra on, uh, throw shoes on. But I looked around the space and I realized, like, what do I what do, what would I want to take with me if there was a fire? Because all my stuff is everywhere. My makeup, you know, it's it's um, it's on the little desk that they have. It's all spread out. Um, you know, I have uh dirty clothes in a pile on one side of the room and I have my, my my backpack partially unpacked. Um I have hair stuff. I just it's stuff everywhere. So and not to mention my stuff, but my daughter and my mother-in-law's stuff also was everywhere. So I looked around quickly and I just said I all I can grab is my phone and my shoes at this point. Um, I didn't want my, to be separated from my daughter and my granddaughter. So I said, let me get going so I can leave with them. So we go out into the hall and I'm looking for stairs cause I know in a fire, you don't take the elevator. So I go, I'm going for the stairs. And so I find find a little map and, uh, then I start seeing people head toward the stairs as well. We're on the fifth floor. So we have to walk down, you know, quite a few stairs. So we're going and, uh, we finally make it outside, and my daughter just burst into tears because she was just so, you know, just riled up about the whole thing. And I just told her, it's okay, you know, it's okay. So I took her over to the car and tried to calm her down and everything. And, um, yeah, so we we wait about maybe 25, 30 minutes at the car, uh, and finally... They let us back in, and they still never told us what the purpose of that was or what happened. But we, you know, we just went back inside, and they said we don't know what it was, what set off the alarms. But uh, everything is clear. The fire department was there. They they checked every floor. They cleared the you know the entire hotel. So we get back into the hotel room. Uh, but something inside me feels like no, this is significant. This is not just some accidental happening. this is significant, and so I'm pondering and i'm 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 going up uh you know we get up the elevator, we go back in the room, and I'm looking around this room at the state of it, right uh and and then I I said, Lord, what was this all about? And then I have this thought and, rem- and remembrance. So earlier that day, because, okay, because I was driving my car back to Texas, I wanted to bring some things. I had some things in storage in Florida. So I wanted to bring some things in the car with me while I, you know, drove. So it wouldn't be a wasted trip with, you know, me not taking anything. So Earlier that day, I decided I'm going to my storage unit to pack some things up to put in the car. Um, when I was in my unit, I I came across a uh, gift that was given to me. So I was a maid of honor in a wedding over a little over a year ago. Um, and she, what we had to do was while we were walking, each of the bridesmaids we were given this wooden lantern. It had lantern and it had glass um you know like windows in it and it was decorated really cute. Uh but we each had to carry our lantern through the little wooded area to the space where my friend would be getting married. And so she was like, Okay, that's y'all's to keep. And I'm like, this thing is huge. Not only is it huge, it's heavy. Uh I don't want to bring this, you know, initially I was like, I do not want to bring this lantern uh, back on the airplane with me. No, you know, but I found a way to make it work. I, I wrapped it in most of my clothes that I had and tried to like pack it. Otherwise I would be walking through the airport with a lantern in my hand and I was just not trying to do that. So I packed it. Uh, I think, I think I had like a carry on too. So it was cool. So I packed it and I went on and got on the plane, brought it with me, put it in storage, and hadn't thought about it anymore. Well, that same day, earlier before the fire alarms went off, that same day, you know, I was in storage, and I was just cleaning my storage, going through, seeing what I wanted to bring with me, and I ran across this lantern. So I held it up. I took a picture of it. So I was going to send it to the bride and let her know, like, look what I found. Oh, my gosh, I still have it and that would be that. But the Holy Spirit reminded me when I said, "God, what is this?" He reminded me about finding that lantern. And he spoke this word and I knew it's a word for for everybody, not just for me. But he talked to me about the five, the, sorry, it's the, the 10 uh foolish virgins, virgins, not virgins. <laughs> Like they versions of themselves, but the virgins and the, the the foolish ones and the wise ones. And so I want to read that real quick. OK, so it's in Matthew 25 and it says, then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Okay, so it's ten total, not twenty. Lord have mercy. Um, <laughs> five were wise, five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the mm, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept and at midnight a cry was heard behold the bridegroom is coming go out to meet him then all those virgins who virgins who were who, um, then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said to the wise give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out but the wise answered saying no lest there should not be enough for us and for you but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Okay. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you watch therefore for you know, neither the day nor the hour, which the son of man is coming. Wow. So this is the scripture that came to me when I was um, asking the Lord, like what is going on? Like that felt very significant. It felt, um, it felt very, uh, purposeful. So, so I'm in the room and and I'm looking around and I'm like, this has changed me because sometimes I go in the hotel rooms and, you know, I really let down my hair and relax and my stuff is everywhere. Um, But I think two things. One, I know it it was very spiritual, but I was thinking like, what if I did need to get up and run in the middle of the night or if there was a fire or God forbid something happened, you know everything that I pack and take on a trip with me is important, even down to an eyeliner or a pair of socks. You know, I want everything that I packed. I packed it because I want it. So I don't want to lose anything. So how can, you know, I be better prepared if something like this happened again? I was So I was thinking I'm definitely going to have a strategy where maybe I don't fully unpack <laughs> when I'm at a hotel. Uh, but also, it, 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 I thought about the spiritual implication of being ready and not being ready. Um, it's funny because like the five, the, the ten virgins, I, I would say, like the ten virgins, we were asleep. They were asleep. You know, people say, you know, you got to stay woke, stay ready. There's, but here's the reality of the thing. There is no way for anybody to just stay woke forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like God created us to have to sleep. We have to sleep. You know, I know it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's people out here that, and they say like, you know, you gotta stay woke. You got to But that's not really realistic. Um, in our spiritual lives, even there's times where, and, and you could be Superman or Superwoman if you want to, but I know for me and I know for many other people, it is times where sometimes things become overwhelming. Even in your closest relationship with God, I've had times where, um, especially around the time when my husband died, it really, it really uh, showed me the state of my heart. You know, I was, I was in an intense intensely close relationship with God when he died. Like fellowship was on a thousand, prayer life was on 10,000. Everything was just heightened. But when he died, I remember being in the bed, curled up in a ball, not able to function, but still in the most loving relationship of my life with the Lord, you know, but I couldn't I was I was I was asleep I was asleep. I could not pray. I could not, you know, and I'm I'm talking to God like prayer, when I mean prayer, I wasn't interceding or anything. I was just laying there like Lord, what is going on? You know, while the tears rolled down my face. But I had no um I wasn't woke. <laughs> so to speak, and ready and on, on on point. And then let's just say something less extreme, like just battle fatigue, you know, feeling like from, from that point to, to to this, you know, feeling like just being in a constant battle. There were days where I checked out, where I took a day or two and laid in the bed and said, okay, I don't have any clients. Uh, I do have things I could be doing, I need to do, but I'm going to lay here and close my eyes and go to sleep. And so I want to say to you or somebody who feels like they're not doing enough because they they do rest or they or you do stop or you, you know, do have those down times. That's OK. We do have those moments where, you know, we get down. Sometimes life is heavy. Uh, like I said, in the closest time, the time I was the closest with God in my life, a major uh um, bombshell dropped in my life. And he was there for me. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I wasn't functioning uh, on on all cylinders like I was before. You know, it took some time for me to get up. So that's, you know, rest and all that stuff is is, is so important. But I want to talk about sleeping because Sleeping is also necessary. And I know they talked about the disciples in the garden when Jesus said, Can you not watch and pray with me at least one hour? And the dis- disciples were like exhausted and they fell asleep. Um and they get a lot of they get a lot of slack for that. People, you know, are preaching about you can you can't just stay up one hour, you know. <laughs> but have you ever been so sleepy? Y'all, I would get so sleepy, like if I go past the threshold of sleep where I'm not just a little tired or just a little sleepy, but I've actually stayed up beyond my body's ability to keep me up, but I'm forcing myself awake. Uh, I get nauseous. Like, I get where I would just feel like, okay, oh, I want to throw up. Like, I don't know where, I don't know how that's related or how it's connected, but it's so weird. Like, I've I've done that a few times in my life where I pushed myself and I felt physically sick. Um So... We talk about sleep because the virgins were sleeping. Um, They were on a journey to meet the bridegroom and they were sleeping. You guys, we are on a journey. I'm sure while it was day, they were walking. But then night came and they went to sleep. And I think about like even that first verse of that where it just talks about how they were headed to meet him. And. And then it got to a point where they went to sleep. We don't know when the Lord is coming. Not only his return, y'all, but I feel like God wants us to be ready for anything. So I was thinking, okay, Seth, when you're in a hotel, don't pack your, don't totally unpack your bags. Like be ready. One thing I always tell my friends is like being ready for the pivot. To be ready for a pivot means like crouched in position. Because if you have to turn in any direction, you want your footing right so that you can just spin into it. And so um, that's what I, I was thinking like for the hotel. I'm like, OK, I'm going to have to start keeping my bag real, like packed, like do your shower and stuff, put your stuff back in your suitcase, <laughs> be ready for the pivot uh, in life. And then also being ready for God's return, um, but also ready for what he's doing in the earth. He's about to. He's I think he's he's moving and he's about to do, to do some major things. And if the alarm sounds, if, you know, he's saying, all right, let's roll. We're not ready because something about that alarm brings you to a place of sobriety. There was, you know, it wasn't like your your alarm on your phone or your, you know, sleep alarm. No, it was loud and blaring. And so I was immediately brought back to consciousness. I was immediately awake. (laughs) I was not, you know, the only confusion was, like, where is this sound coming from? But because it was so loud, I was up. I was like, hey, what's going on? Where are my shoes? Let me grab those. Okay, what are we doing? We leaving? Let's go. So I want to just say, like, uh, it's important that our minds, because now, We went back to, when we went went back into the room, my mind was ready for if that happened again. I was ready. Okay, I know where my shoes are. I know that. Okay, I actually did pack up my bag too. I packed my stuff when I got back to the room. And and it wasn't fully packed, but I had like more order where clothes were in, you know, where they needed to be. Um, I may have had like my Bible and some stuff still sitting out, but I packed that makeup up. You know, like I got my stuff together in case I needed to to leave again. So um, but because my mind was in that place where I said, "Okay, Seth, you need to be ready. My mind had to go there. So I wanted to read this because I think we need to shift our minds from just kind of coasting along uh, with our little bucket of popcorn and watching for what might happen or might not happen to being ready to put that car in gear should something go down. And so I wanted to read this scripture in um, Romans chapter 13, verse 11. It says, knowing, know, and do this, knowing the time. Let me just fix my, cause the wind is blowing my little Bible. It's falling apart. <laughs> Alright, so the title is is called Put on, put on Christ, and um, it's in Romans 13, chapter 13, verse 11. And do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day and not in revelry and drunkenness and in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. So one thing I loved about that is how it says the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness. Put on the armor of light, walking properly as in the day and not in the night. So, yeah, um, I just I just felt like that scripture. I just heard that when I was in the hotel room that night and I looked it up and I was like, wow, it's the night is far spent. Let's walk properly as if so. The other virgins, the foolish versions were were they only took enough oil for a small amount of that journey but the wise virgins had extra oil in their lamps and they were prepared they all slept though so i want you to take that into consideration you you are prepared doesn't mean that you have to be you know um awake i know i've been talking about birthing and deliveries and stuff but i remember I think, like, probably, well, I'm reminded of when I had my daughter. And you can stay awake in anticipation of the delivery, um, because I did that. I wasn't necessarily in anticipation. I just thought, man, I'm off work finally. I'm out of school. You know, I'm just going to stay up and binge watch TV all night. I'll sleep tomorrow. Well, what I didn't know is, I went into labor early that next morning and I never got to sleep again. I finally caught up on my sleep when she was like five, (laughs) but I never caught up on, I didn't catch up on that sleep for a long time (laughs) because I was a single mom and I was determined to do it on my own. And, you know, I dealt with her through the nights where she wasn't sleeping and all that stuff. So anyway, I will say this, uh, the, the the wise virgins were sleeping too it's okay to rest it's okay to sleep but keep your bags packed keep your things ready because a pivot can come at any moment and the lord can return uh at any moment so anyway father in the name of jesus just thank you for this podcast thank you for um i just thank you for this word, and I pray that even if I miss something, I pray that something was sparked in the minds of the people listening that would be like an aha moment for them. Um, Forgive me for not praying when I started. Lord, I hope I touched on everything that you uh, had for me, too. I pray, Father, that we would stay, we would get ready and stay ready. Lord, I wasn't even ready when the alarms went off. I was like, oh, snap. (laughs) What is this? So, Lord, I pray that even the even believers, God, if we, even where we may think we have it together, um, Lord, you would just help us to even be more ready. Father, help us to even be more ready. Um, Lord, help us to be a witness to people that are around us. Uh, people have been dying close to me lately, and and I I'm realizing, like, man, I could have preached the gospel. I just saw this person, and I did not preach the gospel. Father, I pray that you would give us the boldness that we need to step beyond what we feel and what we think that people are going to feel, and that we would just declare your truth and your word, in the name of Jesus. So God, I thank you, thank you for every listener, thank you for every person that um, is here, that you know has chosen to to partake, and I pray that you will bless them, bless their day, bless bless their week, in Jesus' mighty name, Amen and Amen. All right, you guys. So um, also, I wanted to say, I'm probably going to be I think I'm going to do my podcast every other week. It just seems like that's better for me. Uh, Weekly is tough. I am in school. I am transitioning all over the place. I'm doing hair. I am living my whole life like it's golden. And I'm unnecessarily putting stress on myself trying to do a weekly podcast. I do have things to say every week, but it's the, the, the technical portion of it, like actually recording it. And getting it out and doing the little graphic for my little, you know, thumbnail so y'all can see a little picture within all that stuff is like, you know, I could pre- pre-plan it, but I really like a fresh word. And a lot of times I'll get so I'm gonna give myself the week to give the to get the the word and then I'll do the the preaching of the word or whatever, talking about the revelation that following week. Um if that's okay with you guys. So We'll do um, twice a month, bi-weekly. Did I say bi-weekly? No, bi-monthly. <laughs> so every other, so this one, so you won't get one next week, but you'll get one the week after. And uh, we'll do that going forward because that would be great for me. <laughs> so, But yeah, thank you guys for listening. And I love you all. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.